All right, we're on. Nate. So, everyone missed my dramatic uh, opening where I was saying this is the official entry part because we had technical difficulties. We did. Well, we, something about us, we haven't got together on a pod just me and you for a while. I don't know, we're all sort of, sorts of obstacles. It's like it wasn't meant to be. Um, but no, injuries, I mean, we were starting to talk about injuries and we're getting a major echo. But yeah, man, um, stinks. I lost a big one this week. Um, I'm not alone. Henry went out for the year, of course, and Delvin Cook went out, but you smartly got a handcuff. Um, you know, it's your year, buddy. I think you're the most insulated from it, right? Well, no, I mean, not necessarily, because check this out. Well, I mean, the, the stars align. It's funny to say that, but the stars align for me to score 82 points. But Jackson, four picks, that's not interrelated, right? But Kamara, her, um, Waller hurt, and then my phone just died. Oh, I hear you. No, my uh, my personal phone. Oh. I can't see the app now. Um, who else was hurt? Mitchell's been hurt. Yeah. Cook, Cook went down. Yeah. So like you know I, I I'm thinking you know all these guys are going to get healthy for the playoffs unless um they get hurt more or they have setbacks but it's just like I'm limping in you know. Yeah. Yeah, you're limping in. It's just that you know because you. Because your team's good, you're just not limping as much as I mean, you know. I put a lot of eggs in McCaffrey's basket. He's out for the year, and yeah, um, you know, it's just uh, you know Henry was such a big piece of Green Balls. He's out for the year, but you know Green Balls made a big trade to kind of cover it up. But um, yeah, man, right now it's looking like, and I didn't really plan on much to talk about. I don't know who's going to listen now that it's six, kind of the six man race. But um, yeah, I think it's you, you goalie, and and uh, Green Balls to me are like a three pack. If I'm really breaking it down, it's you and one in the top tier. I think it's goalie and green balls in that second tier. I think Swizzle's all alone in a third tier. And I think me and Andy are in the fourth tier of, of teams right now. Yeah, but you know, um, I'm in agreement with you. Like, and and that this is why I didn't make Taylor and Cup. Well, I didn't make Taylor and Cup available because I didn't think there was a trade that would make my team better. But like. I think if you just can make the playoffs consistently, eventually you're going to win because someone's got to go 2-0 and with two tough matchups, regardless of how you look at it. And then anything can happen. Like, I could get rolled week one or, or round one, you know? It's all so, about it's all about getting there. Yeah, you just got to get there and see what happens. That's all I'm trying to do. Yeah, and you know, there's three... I, I mean, I say this for anyone, but if there's three weeks, you know, and if Jonathan Taylor gets hurt, everyone's yeah. rejoicing, you know? And it's like, that's why you just got to get there... Um, like you said, we're all going to limp there. Like, I think none of us are getting around limping there. Um, actually, goalie's looking pretty good. Actually, goalie, um, Eckler's been healthy. Mixon's been healthy. Barkley's been healthy. Um, so I guess goalie's the guy that's healthy. I mean, Cooper got COVID, but he's coming back. You know, you know, the funny thing about that is, is I don't want to give goalie any bad luck, but he's got a lot of players that traditionally get picked up. Yeah. So it's like if if I had to guess which team would have another injury, it would probably be his. But I wouldn't want that, you know. Yeah. No, I no, I, I he's been lucky so far. But he's yeah, Eckler and Mixon have been healthy, and you know, knock on wood. I mean, guys. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm not gonna lie. Of course, I want guys to get hurt because I need all the help I can get. But um, and I'm looking at Green Ball's team. Uh, Melvin Gordon might looks like he missed a practice. Uh, yeah. Antonio Brown that was a, a bad break because he was coming out hot before he got hit. So he's looking relatively good injury wise though now after his trades and stuff. 
Yeah, he's some of the some of the backfields are messy, like Kansas City and Green Bay, but he's got depth. I was I was looking for depth at the deadline. That's what I was trying to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying anything. I it it was uh, I mentioned it on the pod last time I was on it, uh, like the recap last night, and I guys were stingy this year. Like it, there wasn't a lot of the. Uh, and I saw it just today in goalies leagues trade deadline. Like guys were getting cheap, like we're going cheap at the deadline, you know. And man, I like protege didn't even answer some of my trades. I I assume because he thought they were so bad, but I'm like I didn't think they were that bad. And then Slingbox just straight up said I'm going to play a spoiler, so he didn't. So it was like there wasn't a lot of uh, you know, the yeah. big one, the big one with Vinny. But other than that, guys were like being stingy. And of course, I went back to a couple weeks ago and Danny like, I mean, the guy ended up like. Swift got hurt, so I guess it's not too good, but I'll take Gibson right now. I'll take Josh Allen right now, you know, so it's like, guys were stingy this year with the trades, man. Yeah, I, I tried uh, Danny and Slingbox also. Yeah. No, they were... Yeah, I mean, I couldn't offer a ton, but I mean, I was after players I thought had no or minimal keeper value for guys who had, you know, at least some keeper value on my side. Yeah. But... Yeah, and then, I mean, and then, you know, you get rid of Debo. I'm thinking you probably regret it because, not that you knew, none of us knew that he was going to, like, this is fantasy so frustrating because none of us knew that, like, all of a sudden the guy's going to be a hybrid monster, you know, and it's like, but then he gets hurt. So then you got Mitchell, and so now you got Mitchell who's looking like a nice, I mean, nice play for the playoffs, hopefully. Yeah, well, I mean, you got to, Gotta get, get something, and mm-hmm. I was a comfortable quarterback, right? But I, to be honest with you, I thought. Um, so what was what was kind of funny is you were trying to downplay Mitchell, but then everybody who was talking to me about trades, they were asking me that they wanted Mitchell. Everybody wanted Mitchell. Like, <laughs> if no one asked me about Kevin Taylor, I think they assumed that he would they weren't available. But so I I thought my my strategy going back to Debo trades, I thought I would be able to put Mitchell. In a keeper deal, just because he's a running back and he's a last round guy. Yeah. Um, so that's that's what my strategy was with the trades, but it didn't, it didn't happen. But you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I'm not going to give away because I can keep him for the class. It's still really valuable. But I thought I would, I thought I'd be able to replace him and get depth. Like well, I thought I would get the, um, you know, like the uh, the protege deal or something like that. So what happened? If you, I mean, you sound like you just outlined why guys were more interested than I was making him sound, and but yet nothing happened. So if they were asking and liking him, what happened? Well, I, I mean, I can't speak for the guys, but uh, I probably had a deal in place with Andy, and then he he caveated it though. Like he said, uh, I was waiting. I was waiting to do a deal with Andy, so I was kind of stringing people along because I wanted Chubb, and then I wanted his receivers. Yeah. Uh, because then I could have replaced Chubb with Mitchell, and then I could have got like maybe Evans or Brown in the lineup. Although Brown got hurt, so that was my strategy. And I was tricking the other guys along, and then um, uh, and then uh, you know he just had to go for it. But I, I mean, I, I think I was probably his his target unless um, like he was able to get Chase or something. But you know, I, I don't I don't know, I don't know for certain, but that was my my take on it. Yeah. And then. Uh, Protege, I checked in with him. He was responding to my text messages. I don't know if that means he liked my deal more than yours, but uh, I was offering Mitchell and Hurts, and then he said, "Hold on, let me see if I can get Chase." This kind of response I got from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he definitely got what he wanted. Um, he got the second best receiver on the Bengals, so good for him. 
But uh, I'm just joking. But I mean, I just I just threw some offers at the end because he didn't move Henderson. I was trying to get Henderson, and like, um, you know, he didn't want to. I mean, look, I'm not saying he didn't want to. He he has kids and a job. We all do. Like he could have just flat out got something happened, but you know, for the sake of content, let me just say that he wasn't interested in like, you know. Marquise Brown, Elijah Moore, Ramondre Stevenson. I had like all these names. Like I would have talked and made creative to get Henderson, but um, you know he he, yeah. he was done after the big trade with Chase, and and he sees keeper value with Henderson, which you know I don't agree with it. But it, I mean, again, a lot of these guys you're just, that I'm talking about, you're just hoping anyway. There's there's not a lot of sure things. So I mean, he's got just as much of a case as I would with the guy I was trying to trade him. So I'm not gonna down you know say that too much, but. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, and as it all shakes out, here you are in first, likely the first seed. I misspoke on the recap. I guess technically if you lost out and goalie won out, I guess he could pass you or uh, equal you, right, or something like that. Yeah, we'll, we'll have our po- yeah, points. You'd have to hit B points. But so you pretty much got a lot. So here you are, and my point was going to be Taylor is the th- as a third-round keeper is looking like the clearest keeper. I mean, that's just he's been so dominant. And uh, he's still so young, you know. I, it, I mean, look, look, man. I'm, I'm not gonna say it. I, we'll see how you finish up. Um, but you got a little, you got a nice two year run in place if you with the best keeper in fantasy, the best running back in fantasy. If you could, if you could, you know, stay hot this year, stay out of the injury trouble, and you got a nice setup, man. You got a good keeper, and you got the good current year going. That's great. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking. I mean, I've struggled, so I'm. I'm being humble here, but I'm looking to go long. Hey, but uh, I'm glad you brought that up because I did want to point out that I. I'm pretty. I'm pretty confident that you were probably the lowest in the league on Taylor going into the draft. I I would I would say if I were a betting man, I'd say I was somewhere in the middle. I definitely don't think I would. I mean, for instance, I ha- I, have a, I did a couple best ball drafts, and he's on my best. I mean, my best best ball drafts. So I I don't. I didn't dislike him at all. Um, I, thought you, I thought you moved him down the board quite a bit. Oh, I mean, I, again, I'm talking about compared to everyone. I mean, because, you know, when I say that, I'm talking about compared to people who are high. So was am I going to claim I was, like, high on him? No. Like, I thought there was real risk there, um, you know, with with yeah. uh, the way it looked last year with the time share. So, no, don't get me wrong. I mean, I wasn't the highest on him, but I, I don't know if I would say, like, I'm the lowest. Um, yeah, I, I mean, well, maybe, I, maybe, maybe I was. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not saying either. I'm saying I definitely wasn't, like, you know, I have them on teams, so it's not like I hate them. Yeah. No, I was worried about the time show also. Yeah. So, like, yeah, no, I got... Uh, I'm glad you dropped where he passes the creases and you passed on them. So, yeah. So, no, I have that... You mentioned the best the best ball teams. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, uh, you kept them. So, I mean, it's... I didn't get it. You know, the nice thing is he wasn't really available. Um, um, no, remember, I think... Wasn't it... Didn't you draft... Um, what did you draft? Oh, last year? Yeah, you 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 acres. You dra- What's that? Acres. Yeah, you drafted. I mean, acres is obviously very good if you can stay healthy. But you you went with acres because Taylor was dropping practice. Get passes in practice. <laughs> remember that? Uh, well, I don't I don't remember that being why because I talked a lot to uh, especially to Andy and Johnny last before the draft last year. Not that acres versus Taylor um, decision for me was agonizing. Like I I really wanted both those guys and I. You know, I talked myself into Acres because I thought he had a clear path to the to the job early on, yeah. and uh, you know, the way things shake out, neither of them were good early. You know, they, they both hit late, but that's the way rookies are. They're they're frustrating sometimes. But no, so I mean, you know, I was 
Yeah, clearly, like, there's been people higher on Taylor. I mean, at this point, yeah, I mean, there's no one that should be ranked ahead of him, in my opinion. He's, he's the number one guy. You think he's the number one guy even if, like, Henry's healthy? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep, he's he's the youngest. I mean, you know, the, it's just a fact of life. The, the more opportunity you have to get hurt, the more treads on your tires, you've got to look at the risk going up for injury. And it's like, Taylor's only in his second year. Like, running backs, you got to catch him young, man. I mean... McCaffrey and Barkley, these guys are they even 26 years old and they're already like broken down. You know, Derrick Henry, 4 million carries. Now he's broken. So, you know, guy, I don't think it's wrong to take the, the youngest, strongest bull. And right now, because Taylor's that guy, I think he's clearly the number one. Like that's, that's the whole, you know, that's the whole thing. I think, in, you know, he's talented. The team's built around him. He's super young. Like he's just clear, the clear cut it could be. I mean, yeah. Well, that's got crazy him. happens with Mitchell. I'm probably keeping Cup too. He's a five. Yeah, and you know, as long as uh, they can stitch together Stafford, you know, Cup should be another keeper, a good keeper too. Yeah, I don't. That's so weird. Like he just fell off a cliff. Yeah. Well, you know, you saw it. You could say Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Matt Stafford, uh, Russell Wilson. Name your guy outside of maybe A Rod and maybe Brady, because Brady's has been a little bit more like chance because it's been they've been running in the red zone, but like. As far as performance, a lot of big names went into the shitter, and we just saw a real extreme commitment to defenses playing different. And I think that uh, Stafford being banged up and teams adjusting, just you know, those two variables especially, just kind of knocked the edge off him a little bit. But uh, no, you're in good shape, and you got you, know, you got the keepers. And one thing I was going to say too, you know, using you as an example, you go back to week whatever it was that you picked up Mitchell, and it was all about the argument of should I blow my whole fab on Mitchell, right? And there's always that argument about people that like to limp into the – to try to win cheap, and there's guys that spend all their money. And um, I think Elijah Mitchell is a good example of if, if you've got a chance at a guy that could be in an offense like the Niners, and you, you might as well spend all your money. Like, do you, have, do you regret spending all that money? I, I bet, bet not, right? No, of course not. But you mentioned, you know, luck. On the on the wrap up pod, it was I, I was lucky that you decreased your bid on on him, or else I would have never got him. Mm. I yeah. mean, he's a, I mean, he, you know, in thinking about him, of, of course, mostly got hurt, but he's been the, and, you know, Debo's gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna manufacture touches for Debo, uh, even even this year or next year, it's, you know, that, that's gonna happen. But he's the only guy, and, and you know, I think Debo's actually helping him to be honest with you. If they manufacture three to five or seven carries a game for Debo, I think what that means to Mitchell is Mitchell is he's taking control of that job and he's been the only running back who's been able to do that. If he's healthy, he gets twenty plus touches a game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he's he looks he plays similar to Mostert. He stepped right into Mostert's role. It's about health. You know, he's got to stay healthy. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, you know, I I with a disclaimer, downplayed him more than you liked. Obviously, you were kind of borderline offended about i'm just saying my my honest opinion is from what i saw and i hadn't watched a lot of them there's just guys who who have a better awareness of when they get down and how to absorb a hit and he just looked like a guy that's bound to get hurt because of the way he was taking hits i mean that's just my honest opinion so um i think he's good i think he fits the offense and i think he could be an absolute to the moon fantasy guy for the rest of his career if he stays healthy but as we started the conversation with him you just gotta stay healthy you know and no, I, I, I mean, don't think I'm cringing when I see him taking those hits, but maybe he, um, maybe he calms down because you know he probably wants the job, right? I mean, he's a, 
with the sixth round pick, I mean, he's probably going to he's going to pay nothing. Maybe you know he wants there, there's some sense of urgency for him to keep that job, and he's he's trying to get every yard he can. Yeah, no, I mean, I I tell you what, I'd take him in a second with my crap team. So, um, no, it's beautiful, and I think I I just brought it up because you know I wish I would have spent more on him. Um, I tried to make up for it with my Damian Williams. You know, I spent a bunch on him as kind of like a, you know, chasing what I missed on Mitchell, and it didn't work out. So it's like, but that doesn't that doesn't sway me from doing it again next. Like if it happened next year, I just I would just be even though the Damian Williams thing didn't work out, I still because of Elijah Mitchell thing, because you know there's no sure thing. You're just playing odds. I'm like you know a situation where a guy goes out for the year and you have you might you might even have a guy for the whole year. You just gotta spend it all. You know, just I would have just blown it all if I had yeah. to do it over again. You know, I mean so. it's not all peaches and cream with Mitchell. He's missed three games now, I think. So, it's I would say but. well that leads me well I would say it's, it is a lot of peaches and cream because like what do you expect from a waiver wire guy? <laughs> uh, but no, I mean I get I'm it. He hasn't been Jonathan Taylor, but um, you know, Nate. No, Nate? I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll take him in the flex all day. Which reminds me of another guy going to the playoffs here, most likely. Um, another lesson, never give up on a player. Cordero Patterson, most of us thought that it was fluky the first couple games that he scored. And he sat on the wire a week or two longer than he should have because the guy's like 30 years old. He's been on a bunch of teams. He's been tried at running back. He's been tried all over. And like, it's just what a crazy story that he's now – a top 10 running back, you know, I mean, he's like Debo light, but he's been doing it all year. Cordell Patterson's was like another wave of wire lesson. I wanted to touch on is like, don't give up on guys. If the, if the opportunity yeah. is there, it's there, you know, Seriously, man. I, I mean, I, I know we all outside of green balls who actually picked them up. A couple of us stared at them for next week thinking like, well, you know, whatever, but there's that, there's that lesson. And then there's the lesson of, um, Mike Davis, you know, uh, when you got a guy that doesn't have a big name going into it, a season where you think he might just have a, you might be looking at his role more than his talent. You know, it's not all about role because if your talent's not good enough and your name's not strong enough, you can lose your job pretty easy. And, and Mike Davis is a giant bust, right? Yeah, I think did Al Davis drop him, didn't he? I think he finally dropped him. Yeah, he did. He finally dropped him. Crazy. Yeah. You know, I think. Um, I don't want to look forward too much, but I think next year's draft is going to be interesting. There's going to be a ton of running backs available. Yeah, it'll be fun. To, we mean, you should do that. We should actually actually put it put it closer to the end of the year as we kind of wrap up to keep some interest in the non-playoff stuff. We should look at that and see what, kind of see what we think next year. Yeah, maybe I can start making a list of the backs I think that will be available. Yeah, yeah. Because this will be interesting who actually gets kept. I mean, yeah, we might have a lot of running backs back in. Henry's got to go back in. McCaffrey, I own. There's a good chance he goes back in. Um, Barkley's probably going to go back in. He's a two, though. So Barkley might end up getting get kept because Goalie's his owner. Or his whatever. Whatever pretty politically correct term which is used for owner now. But, um, yeah, I'd be, I'd be interested if you come up with a list how we're looking. Well, just look at me. I could potentially throw back Kamara, Cook, and Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you just feeding the league. Oh, thank you. Well, there's also, uh, I mean, there was there was a lot more. I can't remember everybody, but uh, there's there, they were. I, I was counting the other day, and there was like enough for everyone to have one in the first round, basically. 
Yep, I'm going to look up. And by as you're talking about your guys, I was just going to see. Nixon? Could go back. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mixon uh, could Jones, go back. Jones, although Dylan's a problem now. Mixon and Eckler both have to be. Oh, no, no. Mixon can be kept if someone want to keep him. You, he's a second rounder, right, too? Yeah, I, dra- I drafted him, but if, if Coley doesn't keep him, he can go back in. Yeah. Eckler's got to go back in. All right, we might have another nice, plentiful running back, just like this year, a crop of running backs going back in. Yeah. The problem is everyone's more scared than ever to draft a running back now. Well, <laughs> we're going to get picked. I, I think it's going to be another interesting first two rounds. We may have to go with a no time limit or two minutes or something. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. It, yeah. In uh, FNO, he's convinced that um, you want a later pick this next year. He's just like, you can't have all your eggs in these early picks. This McCaffrey going number one and then not having a pick till pick 20. He's convinced you want to go late this year, so. Oh, no, I want the first pick. You want the first pick? Yeah, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to draft Henry and pair him with Taylor and Pep. Yeah, you got, well, you got Taylor's a three, so if you get the first overall pick, you got the uh, early three, so I don't know, man. You might want a later one, so you get that later Taylor value. Yeah, I'm just, I was just validating yeah. thinking about it, but I'll take, I mean, if it's a deep draft, I'll take any pick. Yeah. I'll work with it. Woo, Henry, too. No, you're, look at you. Look at you looking at the dynasty. Well, <laughs> maybe that is what I'm we can do. I'm talking to the guy who's won two in a row. Yeah, well, it, yeah, that's true. And uh, I might collapse. I know I kind of use myself as the center of the playoff race, but um, it's going to be tight, man. It's going to be tight. I, what's that? Have you officially clinched? Oh no! Did you see so you listen to the recap, right? Yeah, I did, but I could. I, I thought so. There is a chance that you may not even make the playoffs if you lose out and someone wins out. Yep. Well, not even that. So I could have an epic collapse. So if I if I lose out, which again I do play you this week, goalie who I think is the other top team, and Danny whose team you know is still good. So I have, yeah. so I could conceivably lose out because I mean I've been bad every week all year and I'm just awful. So I could lose out, and if I lose out. All, one of Swizzler fat and overrated. Only one of them has to win out. Okay. So basically, I need both those guys to lose one of their last three. If only one of them loses it, I still could be out of the thing. So I mean, I have a like I said on the rehab, I have a real clear path to just have epic collapse from nine and two to just out. Like I needed that that win last week really bad, and I just laid a complete egg. Do you um, want me to throw gas in the fire? Th- throw it on there. <laughs> So, so uh, uh, even if you do win and you and you, and you you know you make it, you're like a four seed, and you're probably looking at playing in the first round. Yeah. But but you know that's not a bad thing. I have uh, better matchups in the second round potentially than the first round. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, and back to what we said earlier about just making it. I just want to make it. Three weeks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Ten more guys get hurt. You know. So I mean, it's like I'm just gonna like try to get there, but. I, I, there's a path to me losing it. Um, and like I said, what's funny is goalie, green balls, and swizzle, they don't play each other. Yeah, and it's so weird. Like, even this week, it's all playoff contenders against not playoff contenders. Yeah, and for that to happen three weeks in a row with three teams and none of them play each other for three weeks in a row, it's just, uh, it's like, I need, that's what I needed too. And like, it's just, it's set up for me to have an epic collapse after a back to back. But, um, no, it could happen. So I, I, this could really come down to the last week where it's like Swizzle or FNO have to win, and, and if I lose, they're in. You know, it's uh, it's exciting. And, you know, Green Balls, 
I don't want to get too crazy because he's seven and five, so Greenbull still needs to win. He could lose two of his next three and also be out. Um, there's all sorts of scenarios, Nate. I mean, really, this this these last three spots are wide open. Yeah. So it's gonna be fun. I, I a lot of you know, like six out of the ten teams at least will be glued to this race here. It's it's. Uh, I already told F no. I'm gonna have his and Swizzle's team and who they're playing. And my matchup, I'm going to have every guy, I'm going to have all of them printed out. I'm going to have a long list of guys. And so if I'm watching Red Zone, every single time someone in the Red Zone, I'll be checking to see if it's good or bad for me. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's going it's gonna to get stressful here in a, in a little bit. Yeah. And you're just stressed because if I'm you, I'm just like, rest everybody. No one get hurt. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I'm just hoping that. If everything happens according to what people are saying, I'll be healthy come playoff time. But I think what could be negative for me is, like, let's say they bring Cook back because Minnesota's still in the playoff hunt, and he's maybe – maybe there's a 50-50 timeshare, you know? Like, that would actually not be good. Like, I either want one guy or the other, you know? Absolutely. You don't want that – and it could get messy, too, the way they talk. They're biking yes. Same thing with Kamara. They could do that with Kamara and have him as, like, a third down back. Like, you know – just keep just keep it down if that's the case. Like, yeah, yep, I agree. I mean, that's what you want. And uh, if there's any team that that is that clear cut, it's the Vikings with Cook and Madison. So I mean, you, you know, you're, you're doing the best you can with that. Um, yeah, but it's it's three. I got three weeks, so these guys hopefully will get healthy. Cook, I don't know about, but we'll see. And so we, yeah. So me talking about our teams a lot. So like looking at goalie's team again, he's healthy. I mean. He's got a good team too, so I mean, I don't really think there's much to say there except uh, at eight and four. I think he's he's gonna want, if he wins one more. I think it's clinched, you know. Um, yeah. And even if eight wins, uh, eight. I mean, right. So even at eight wins, if goalie and swizzle, if swizzle and F and O, and even Vinny Greenballs lose out. I mean, again, I, I'm just spinning my wheels here. There's like so many scenarios, like. I guess you're the only one's clinched, and it's 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 open. I mean, Golden Green Balls ESPN gives them the clear. I mean, ESPN thinks it's the top four right now or in, but I don't know how they do that. But I don't. That doesn't seem right to me. That seems too strong. I Google, I googled it by the way, and I didn't come up with much. I tried to figure out the formulary. Yeah, you know what I do? I might email them. There's sometimes they respond. I thought, were you um, were you like? Instant messaging, or were you chatting with somebody one year? Yeah, that, exactly. You, yeah, you like you like posted the text, the, the text, like the text, the group text. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. When, that was with the you traded with someone, and the players were locked, and I wanted to, we wanted to reverse the trade because we wanted it to trigger or whatever, and it like so yeah. So I was on a live chat with that. So I mean, yeah, they do. Maybe I could get someone on the line and just say like, hey, what's up with this playoff percentage? Because I'm curious what they're doing there. Yeah. So that, that would be the percentage I have. I mean, I still like Swizzle um, with his points and his team's, you know, he's got that weird Elliot thing, you know, this, I guess we're going to see him. He's obviously got to play him, but we don't know how much Elliot we're going to see. Jerry Jones said a ton, but yet three days ago it was like, he's going to rest. So, I mean, he's got Murray and I'll tell you what, we're all complaining about injuries. We've all had them, but Swizzles might be the most injured, most uh, frustrating kind because he doesn't have clarity on him. <laughs> Kyler and DeAndre every week are headache. And... Yeah, Hopkins practiced full today, I thought. I saw. Oh, is it full? I know he's back at somewhat, but 
maybe it was limited, but mm. I thought they said that they were leaning towards him playing and they weren't sure on Murray yet. Yeah, man. I'm looking at his team's looking strong too now with Murray and Hopkins. He's got Elliott, Montgomery still gets touches upon touches. Deontay's been good. Lamb's good. Robinson's good. Yeah, man. If, good. if I'm going just on how good the teams are, I mean, so I'm going to go Nate Goalie, one and two, no doubt. Nate and Goalie, one and two. And Goalie's closing in on you a bit, I think. Um, but still, you want him too. Green Balls versus Swizzle is a close one. What do you what do you like between Swizzle and Swizzle and Green Balls? Who's the got the better team going into the playoff race here? Well, if Swizzle was healthy, I would probably prefer his team. Okay. Uh, Benny's got a very good team, and it's deep, but he's got some, he's he needs some clarity. Like, yeah. How many touches is Clyde Edwards Hilaire going to get? What's going on? With I think that Green Bay backfield is going to be. I don't know if it's going to be 60, 60-40 or fifty fifty, but Dylan's got to he's going to get his carries now. Yeah. Yep, he's got, and I mean, in his lineup right now, he's got timeshare Edwards Hilaire, timeshare Packers, timeshare Broncos. Josh Jacobs is tough to predict. For, he does not always get a bunch of touches. Uh, Metcalf, the Seahawks are a mess. So, really, I guess Swizzle's the next best team if I'm if I'm if I'm a betting man. Swizzle's number I three. Think, I think Vinny's hot and cold. Like mm-hmm. he's either going to kill it or he's just going to lay an egg. Yeah, well, I think. Uh, yeah, so I think Swizzle three, Green Balls four, and then me and uh, FNO pulling up the rear there. Um, yeah, FNO feels good about his lineup. It's as good as he could do, but you know him, his lineup and my lineup. There's there's some serious holes. <laughs> Does he think he's gonna catch you? You must be talking to him. Uh, I don't know if he thinks he's gonna catch. I mean, he, I don't know. We don't. I guess because it's he's simple for him. He seems to win out. Um. But he can still not make it if he wins out. So, I mean, he, yeah, we, we talked, but he just today we talked actually for a few minutes. But um, we know what needs to happen with each other. That's for sure. But uh, it's yeah. still friendly. Like, we're still talking to each other about lineups because my lineup's not set um, against you. I don't know what I'm going to do. And, and uh, we're talking about his lineup, too, and, and his team. But um, he's got a tough one. He couldn't move Chubb, and he's got Chubb on a bye this week and A-Rod on a bye, and he's the must-win. So, um He's got to take it to the house. That's a, that. I would say that's. I would venture to say that that might be matchup of the week. Actually, FNO take it to the house. Yeah. Yeah, probably because of that, you know FNO has to win. FNO has to win to stay alive. Swizzle plays Slingbox. Swizzle with more points. If he loses, uh, he's not out because Vinny. Because Vinny has only won seven wins. So I just love this race. I mean. So, yes, yeah, Swizzle could lose, Overrated could lose, and if Green Ball lost out, they could still pass Green Balls even. Yeah, it just becomes obviously a lot harder. Yeah, a lot harder. But, yeah, so I think that might be Protege and Slingbox uh, are big underdogs versus Vinny and Swizzle, whereas Fat and Overrated Take the House has a three-point spread according to ESPN. So I think that's matchup of the week right there. Yep. Taking the House or Fat and Overrated. And, uh, yeah. Did you try to? Uh, did you did you try to trade with? Uh, well, you actually, you already you already got McCaffrey. I tried to get Bingham at the deadline too. I yeah, I threw some. I threw like again. I threw some like deals that in a more aggressive keeper league maybe would have got bitten. Like I tried Edmonds, you know, with the eighth round or ninth round, eighth round or whatever he is for Thielen. Um, 
he didn't respond to that. Um, yeah, so I tried to take a shot at Thielen with a little yeah. little keeper value, but again, guys, you know, they want to be spoilers. It's 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 good because it means guys care, and I, and I like that they want to be spoilers. It sucks because like you know, gone gone were the days of like itchy talent, you know, for keepers and. I was throwing darts too, so. Yeah. Which is weird because more and more, I mean, every year you just see more and more how you can't, it's so hard to predict like the way things shake out, you know, like, um, you know, an example being, I know Swizzle has PTSD, but when I traded him Daryl Henderson that package, like that would have been a great keeper. And it's like, you would have, you would have done, had to do a little bit of gymnastics when he traded for him. I, I give Swizzle credit, like, but there's just so many variables in football that like, I think it's worth just stockpiling and seeing what shakes out. Like no one on Ramondre, but dude, it's not past hoodie to trade Damian Harris next year. You know, it's like, and then Ramondre's a dude. You know, I was, you know, I had trouble selling him, but no, point. he's. I mean, he's a he's a deep keeper. I mean, if Harris got hurt or whatever, he would be he would be the guy. And yeah, he's just he's just a deep keeper. There's lots of deep keepers, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, but. uh yeah, so anyways, back to the week. Overrated in house, that's match of the week. And and uh, he plays, you know, Danny's got Josh Allen, Antonio Gibson originally on my team, Jamal Williams originally on uh, on Fat Overrated's team, Brandon Ayuk originally on my team. So he's got half his team as, you know, me and Andy, and now he plays Andy, so that's poetic. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, those other matchups, we can touch on those too. Like I said, Slingbox and Swizzle's a... They got a 91.9 for Swizzle, 78.4 Slingbox. But again, it's must win for Swizzle, too. Um, that's, and Green Balls at 7-5. That's great, man. That's great. I, I just think this race is going to be... I hope everyone is able to like enjoy this little race here. because um, Every year seems like there's a good race, but this seems like uh, wilder than ever to me. Hey, let, let me ask you a question. I don't, I don't know if you want to touch on every matchup, but if you had to predict an upset, since it's all playoff, heavy playoff contenders against non-playoff contenders, who would you, who would you pick? Okay, so I'm gonna check. Goalie and Al Davis is one of them. Um, I'm not gonna say that one. Al Davis with McKissick hurt, Ron Jones. I mean, he's just hurting so bad at running back, and that Buffalo plays New England. So I'm not gonna pick Al Davis over goalie. I think goalie goes to nine and four. Um, taking the house fan overrated is I, we were not going to consider that an upset. I don't think because you know, the projections are pretty close, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess you could pick that one, but yeah, I'm um, not. Gonna, I'm gonna. I'm gonna look at swing slingbox and swizzle. Um, Javante. I mean, yeah, I love me some Javante. If Gordon's actually hurt because he didn't practice today, Javante doesn't have 50 points and win that week for slingbox. Um, but in all honesty, I mean, Zeke Elliott banged up. DeAndre Hopkins. Coming back, Murray coming back. Okay, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna put that one in my pocket. The Slingbox matchup, I'm gonna put in my pocket, and then Green Ball's protege. So Green protege with the rare both receivers on one team, Higgins and Chase. <laughs> um, Daryl Henderson's hurt. I'm not gonna pick that one. Um, Cooks, David John. He's got two Texans and two Bengals. I'm, I'm not picking that one. Um, so if I was going to, and I'm not going to, so if I was going to pick, and then there's mine in your matchup, um, you know, I'll, this sounds silly, but I think maybe mine's, 
I got the best chance of the upset. Um, and I'm, I'm going to say that real quickly because I have high variance receivers, Marquise Brown, Elijah Moore, and Lockett, who I'm not set on Lockett, but, you know, they're guys that can catch some bombs. Um, Sony Michelle might get the start if Henderson is a play. Najee's usually good. And uh, so, I mean, I think there's, you know, I think I got a low floor because of my, you know, those kind of guys that are deep threats. But I think at least gives me a chance to tell a story that Taysom Hill and Ingram make it too muddy for Kamara. And, you know, Stafford is still so banged up that Cup's at least in the stratosphere, even though he's still good every week. So, I mean, I'm going to, and I'm going to, you know, so I'm going to say me. Upset special, me. All right. Who, who are you thinking about putting in a lineup, like, over Lockett or who's, like, the next man up? It's, it's basically, um, if you, I, I got to figure out the three out of these players. I got Elijah Moore, Lockett, Brita, and Stevenson. I got to play three of those four. And I don't know which three of those four I want to play. I, got, I put Brita in, playing with it. Lockett more. I mean, I could move Lockett or more to receiver, bench one of those guys and put Stevenson in. So I don't know. I, I, it's three out of those four, though, and, I, and they're so shaky that I don't know what to do about them. Yeah, if I had a spot for him, I was going to add Brita. I thought about dropping Gallup and adding Brita. I was going to put mm. a dollar on it. Because mm. I figured you were going to add him. Yeah, I added him. And, I, and right now I, I have my, a, my Yeah, I think up. it's good, uh, good uh, risk-reward there on him. Yeah, and I want it's it, just for pure like entertainment. Like I'm, I want a Monday night guy, whether it be him or Stevenson. Um, I'm hoping I'm in striking distance, so at least I could have some miracle victory. So I might play both Stevenson and Breed and just hope they roll into the end zone, you know, because they neither get a lot of touches. But I might bench. Uh, I don't know if I want to bench Lockett or more. You know, both quarterbacks are struggling. I don't know which guy to bench out of those two receivers though. So. I mean, you, you could you could you could completely lie to get the matchup you want, but tell me what you would want to put in that lineup if you were me. And of course, you could lie and get you know. I just want to hear your opinion of those no, four. Would, who would you play? Yeah, I wouldn't lie. I would probably put Lockett in there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I keep Lockett in there. So Elijah Moore, Matt Breida, uh, Ramondre Stevenson. You got to pick two more out of those three. Oh, um, who are the who are the Patriots playing? It's Bills. It's that big Monday night matchup. Oh, I'd probably pick Stevenson. Yeah, I, I might get to be able to get the double Monday on you, Stevenson and Yeah, Brita. yeah. Just, hopefully Stevenson scores a touchdown, and hopefully Lockett catches a bomb. Is what I'd go for. Yeah, yeah. Elijah Moore, the, the Elijah Moore Tyler Lockett, I'm having trouble with because Lockett still caught some bombs, but he didn't have many targets, and Elijah Moore. Didn't many have any catches? We still had a lot of targets, so I'm just weighing what. Yeah, to be fair on that though, like I'm not following or haven't seen more play at all, so yeah. like I'm kind of going off of that too. Yeah, he got eight targets and a couple of carries. So, I mean, they want to target him. It's just that Wilson's just not good right now. Yeah, and they play the Eagles, so it's a really bad matchup too. So I'll probably just play Lockett and hope for. Like, I'm hoping that like I don't know if you watched Seattle play Monday night, but. I'm hoping that's the I and mean, that was bottom rock bottom. That was so bad. Well, they, they were still trying to hit him down the field too. I watched part of that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got yeah. some big problems, man. Do you think uh, um, uh, Russ Wilson is gone next year? Do you think Carroll's gone? Do you think they're both gone? What do you think they do there? Well, you know, you know the way I'm thinking about it is I'm 
thinking like you have Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Watson, and, and then I guess if if Vegas gets in on the mix, then Carr becomes available. Mm. Like I'm, I'm instead of saying like is Russell Wilson gone, I'm, th- I'm thinking like hey, where where do these guys are going to move? And the, the quarterbacks never move. So I, I, I think like you may have some an exciting off season and there's like big time free agent wide receivers, like it could be a big fantasy off season is the way I'm looking at it. Yeah, man. Could you imagine what you just said with A Rod and Russell Wilson out there for available? And then you got teams like the Steelers and the Broncos who have like loads of skill position talent and their quarterbacks are terrible. Like yep. oh man. Hey, don't forget about Washington. Washington? Carolina, I mean, I mean, they just paid Darnold a little bit. I don't know how that contract works, but no, this could be a real great. This could be a real fantasy bonanza yeah. in the offseason. Yeah, and there, there was even talks that Indianapolis could get in the mix if, if, um, if they don't think Wentz is the guy because they have a ton of cap space and all that. Mm, wow. Well, you know, he's been playing better. I, I bet they're feeling pretty good about. It. The fact that Reich, because Reich and him had that relationship before he even got signed, so he, they, they obviously love him. So that would be that would be interesting, but you never know. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even know like Matt Ryan's situation. I mean, there, I don't know what his situation is. He's looking old, and um, wow. Yeah, and, and especially uh, there's always quarterbacks that fly up the draft boards, but it doesn't it doesn't appear that there's like a clear cut top five quarterback right now in the draft. So you would have to go for these vets. Oof. Yeah. Dang, that's going to be fun, man. A-Rod on one of those teams. Russell Wilson paired up with one of those teams. And, oh, already looking forward to next year, but um, yeah. 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 Interesting. Okay, Nate. Well, what do you think? We're at about 41 minutes. Um, we were just all over the place. I didn't have anything planned, but uh, anything I haven't talked to you in a while, at least without Andy Button in. Um, <laughs> how, how's your health? Good. Everything's yeah. good, huh? Feeling all the way back to normal after the surgeries and the medications and all that, all the way back? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, nice. it's nice It's nice to be able to pee without pain. <laughs> yeah. That was no. terrible. No one should ever have to go through that. Oof. Hey, hey. hey uh, random thought. I couldn't remember. Don't you cook an all-star dish for Thanksgiving? Was it stuffing? I used to cook two. I actually only cooked one this year. Um, but yeah, I cooked a corn, I cooked a cornbread stuff and that's a hit. And I do a sweet potato casserole. That's a hit. What did you make this year? I only made the casserole. I didn't make the cornbread stuffing. It's more shopping, more labor intensive. And I just got lazy and obviously Thanksgiving and the family's all weird because of where everyone lives. And it's all weird. But, um, so I just, it was simple and faster to do the casserole. So that's all I did. And, uh, and I, yeah, I kind of messed it up. I, I, I just, uh, I, yeah, I basically forgot a whole stick of butter in the whole thing. Oh, that's important. It is. It, I, I was trying to figure out like, what it was going to do. And basically, I think the most important thing it did, because it's a really sweet dish, is without the butter and that fat, salty fat, it kind of just, it cut the sweetness a bit. And without the um, extra butter and the, the filling, the potato part, it just was like all, I mean, it was like sugar crust and sugar. and It was like just too sweet. It was bad. How'd you do with Thanksgiving? What did you end up doing? Um, my, my wife made Thanksgiving the weekend before. Oh. And I, and I smoked turkey. It was pretty good. Um, 
she even made pies and stuff that were good. And then we went to Reno because her father-in-law's there for Thanksgiving Day. And then uh, we went out. We went out to eat. It was okay. It wasn't that bad. Okay. And um, and that was it. Just drove home, and then I'm gonna see my mom this weekend. Ooh. Is she gonna have that picture of you dunking with her? No, it, it's. It, <laughs> dude, I I've looked for that thing like three times, and I'm like, I'm kind of upset about it actually. Oh, that's a. I, I would be. That's a. That's a treasure right there. Yeah, dude. It was. Um, but for the record, I'll, I mean, I'll get Heather on the pod here if you want to ask her. She's seen it many times. But it's me coming from the left baseline, dunking with one hand, dunking with my right hand, and I'm, like, leaning forward like Michael Jordan used to do. Like, it's, it's, like, it's like a great picture, dude. It's like dunking on Ewing against, and against the Knicks in the playoffs. Yeah, except for, like, you know, I can barely dunk, but... <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, I don't know if you've tried that lately. Have you tried getting up on a 10-foot rim see how close you can get? No, I, actually, I, I haven't, but my kid has a basketball court, and I keep meaning to go in there and, like, running lines, you know, like, if I want to in there, but I'm going to try it at some point. But I, I probably, uh, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a depressing when I see how, I, how, how high I can get at these days. That, I'm telling you, I don't understand the biomechanics enough. I know it's, like, real science now, but, like, I... I joke, but I still made around a 40, Nate. At 41 years old, I turned 41 in a week. I'm, in one week, I'm going to turn 41. I still want to run this 40. Like well, I still, let's, well, hey, let's let's set the goal for next year because we <laughs> may have a full house. <laughs> but my point was going to be, my point was going to be, uh, I can go out and run sprints and like, I don't feel as fast as I used to. I'm not going to lie. Like, of course, I've lost a step on 40, but I still feel like I can run. But do jumping, like, it's it, like, for whatever biomechanically is different from jumping and running, for instance, like, like, dude, I, I used to be able to, to get up pretty high and like, um, I could never really dunk a full size basketball well, but like, if I could palm a ball, I could give you like a windmill. I, I that's legit. Um, but like, if I try to touch a 10 foot rim, I'm like, Nate, I'm not joking. Like halfway up the net, like it's embarrassing. Like how much you I'm lose. Gonna, I'm, I'm going to try and report back. I got to, I'll, I'll, I'll sneak in there in the morning. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm telling you, I lost a solid foot. I mean, off a of vertical, like yeah. it's, it's I, sad. I think, I think it's, I think it's because like, like you know, like me and you work out every day, right? Like we work out a lot, but we're not running and jumping. No, we're, we're not doing it. So it's like we're gonna lose that that ability. You know? Yeah, yeah. If if we're 20 years old, we're running and jumping around everywhere. Yep, yep, yep. No doubt, no doubt. It's a different, you know, that that specific. The specific, you know, training that you do, it, it, it matters. You know, you think someone, a lot of people that don't work out at all might think that, like, a guy's in shape if he can just do one thing well. But there's so many different kinds of shape to be in. Like, man, I, I don't know. I know you do a lot of distance running, but, like, I don't do a lot of distance running. I'll do some sprints. I'll do some weights. A couple of weeks back, um, we went on a little hike, and um, I messed up, and I have a terrible sense of direction, and I got us to the end of a hike that I thought was a loop, but it wasn't. And it was my dad and my kids and like, we weren't going to make it back. And so like, I was like, okay, I'm going to run back to the car and pick you guys up because it crossed the, the trail ended up at a street. Right. And it was, I think it was a 1.7 mile run, which is not like, I thought I'd be able to do no problem. Like cardiovascularly, I was fine, Nate, but dude, I do legs twice a week with weights and like my legs from the jogging for a mile and a half 
Dude, it felt like someone took sledgehammers to him. It was crazy yeah. how different, like, the muscles are and what they do differently and all that stuff, you know? Hey, it's funny you mention that because I don't, I don't, um, I probably lift weights with my legs, like, twice a month, but I, I really aim to do it zero times. <laughs> and, and I've tried to incorporate, like, strength being, you know, strength uh, training with my legs into my normal workouts, but I jog so much, so I'm like, I don't need to do that. So uh, there's been a couple times where I worked out my legs pretty good, and then like I'm not even sore the next day. So I'm like, uh, that to me that tells me like I probably don't need to. Yeah, it's awesome. So, it's great. Just because I just because I jog so much, but I'm like, it's kind of the opposite of what you know you just described. Yeah. But my legs part probably not overly strong, but like I have enough strength there where I'm fine, you know, without working them out. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, and then maybe in reverse, it's different. Maybe you know. Jogging hits a little more of the type one and two fibers, and therefore working out won't like you know them sore. But yeah, I don't know. But it's just uh, you know we're not like you said we're not running and jumping. But um, yeah, that's sad. Like I feel like I run a little bit, but being able to not jump at all anymore sucks, and it hurts like a lot. Like jump, like trying to jump from max height. Like dude, you play a game of basketball when we were young, and you jump max height like a hundred times, and you're flying like one or two times to try and see how high you can jump, and like dude, it's aching. It's not good. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try it and see, see what happens. I mean, if you could get that in before the season's over so you can report back, we'd all love it. Yeah, I will. I will. <laughs> all right, Nate, well, it's so, about five. Um, I got a couple minutes, so if you got anything burning to get out there, but otherwise we'll, we'll wrap it up. No, that's cool. I'll talk to you uh, hopefully next week. Yep, let's, let's keep it going. Thanks for yeah. being accommodating. Yeah, good luck, uh, good luck this week. Oh, I need it. All right, Mr. Breakout. All right, I'll talk to you later. See ya.